This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. About to hit you with some NFL news of the day. And then, of course, we'll do some uh, hodgepodge Coming up on the other side, Bobby Carella, Mavs.com, coming up to talk about the Mavs at the top of the hour at 4 o'clock, rolling into hour number two of the G-Bag Nation. Zach Wolchuk, Brian Broaddus, Eric Chiafalo, the great Lucius Alexander has returned. And we got Carter Freeman with us as well, Gavin Dawson, the general on assignment, family duty, until the new year. Hope everybody's having a glorious TD Toxic Tuesday here. And if it's your first time rocking with us in the nation, welcome. Turn it on, leave it on. That stands for TOLO. 877-881-1053. Always remember to text in, share your thoughts on the show as well. Fellas, it's official. It does appear that uh, the dream return of Aaron Rodgers with the Jets being eliminated, not going to happen. Not going to happen. He was on doing his usual hit with Pat McAfee today. He says he's still not 100% fully medically cleared as of right now. Probably more realistic. It'll be another three to four weeks, which basically confirms his season is over. However, he did add that he does not think that next year will be his final year in the NFL. He said he wanted to play at least two full seasons with the Jets when he got traded. He's lost a year. So all of this, I think, very fluid. We'll see how next season goes for Aaron Rodgers, but that's good news if you're a Jets fan. Yeah, it's just unfortunate. I mean, they put everything into having him come in and try and get this program back on track. Uh, they've struggled over the years, you know, trying to find the right quarterback. They make the deal. They get him away from the Packers. They line up some receivers to try and help. And then every all the positivity just, you know, week one, here you go. Second, third play, boom. Your whole season basically, you know, over. And, you know, the plan was to play him and, and get Zach Wilson some experience, let him learn, let him kind of figure some things out. Yep. And unfortunately, they had to throw him back out there, and it uh, it didn't work out for him. No, it, it certainly didn't. And speaking <laughs> of Zach Wilson, I mean he got he got crushed. That yeah. was that was a bludgeoning, a Zach Wilson bludgeoning by Holy the Dolphins crap. defense. They were playing it with a little hate in their heart, I believe. And it makes sense why there was a point a couple of weeks ago where he was questioning whether or not he wanted to actually play. He was pressured on 12 of 16 yeah. dropbacks. Well, okay, so what a difference this is. So he's questioning, do I want to play? And then his mom, Lisa, comes out on her, she does, you know, an, an Instagram video, and she's talking about Zach Wilson, and you're you're right. I mean, he got beaten to a pulp. He ends up coming out of the game for a concussion. Apparently, he was already having concussion-like symptoms. Here's Zach Wilson's mom, Lisa, talking about that. Yesterday was a little bit rough. Um, Zach took some really, really big hits, and he fought through it and really tried to just stay out on the field. He didn't want to go off. He didn't want to stop playing. So he didn't really tell um, the sideline, the coaches, the trainers how he was really feeling. And he tried to just to just fight through it and keep going and so he could be out there for his guys. And then finally, um, after one more blow to the head, 
he really started having problems with blurred vision and his depth perception and he started really worrying that um, he was actually going to hurt his team if he stayed out there because he his vision um, was not right and, and you can't you can't play like that so thank you from the bottom of our hearts for the prayers we feel you we see you and we are so grateful a couple things here mom needs to stay out of this business yeah, mom shouldn't be saying this stuff. mom shouldn't be saying this stuff second what's going on, on the sidelines for the jets yeah how do they not we have we have doctors red hats on the sidelines that are watching the game we, we got have, red hats and blue tents what are we doing here red we hats, have all of our bases tents. covered we've got an observation from above yep if it appears that maybe we need to check players referees are responsible for as well if they see a player that looks like he might be in a little bit of some distress. Absolutely. I think the system's failing Zach if, in fact, everything that his mom just said, and I, and, and her coming out and saying all this stuff, doesn't she doesn't need to be doing this. Hey, watch your mouth, woman. At least you know she's objective and not <laughs> well, biased. Yeah, you know? but she... It's a credible yeah, source. You could, you, could, you could say, hey, listen, it's been a rough year for Zach. We just thank everybody for... The support and prayers and all that. She is a credible source. <laughs> but no, I'm with you. I mean, the one, this is uh, this is really does not look good on the Jets. Uh, I can understand. It from doesn't a, from, look good on the NFL. Because the player always is probably going, I mean, you know this, Brian, especially when concussions weren't taken as seriously. Never. When, when you were winning Super Bowls with the Packers. Never. Never. Players were playing through this all the time. Now, it's it, this is a no-no. No. Teams are being investigated for their yeah. injury reports now. Yeah. You're not leaving a player out there with concussion-like symptoms. I'm not going to sit here and act like uh, unless it's a big game. I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit there and it's say, "Oh, well, it was better back in the day when we played," because it wasn't. That 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 wasn't that wasn't a good way to play. But we have gotten softer. I don't know if it's soft. I think we've gotten smarter. There I think I think people's. I think you know you only have one life. We I've I've had, I've had three teammates at LSU die. Two of them because of this. You know, I had a friend in Ted Thompson. General manager from the Packers yeah. I worked with. He and I started the exact same time in Green Bay. Died because of this game. You know, the blows that, you know, he took along the way from covering kicks. You know, I see guys, I try and talk to veteran players, old players, guys that are pillars of the National Football League that can't put two sentences together. You know, that game wasn't, that, that yeah. There that, was no need for him to that, be out there that if game, he was already showing signs. Yeah. If if this is the case, and it happened the same thing with Tua, you know, when Tua got hurt a couple of years ago, yeah, you know, and then the system they start saying, okay, we need to be better at this, but shame on, shame on the Jets medical staff, shame on the NFL. In fact, if this kid was suffering this and had blurred vision and had to take himself out, and Scary, nobody man, and nobody noticed it, you failed the kid there. I don't care how he plays, good or bad. You have you have system in place to help players not have to not have to make decisions for themselves. His mom said, "Hey, he didn't want to come out of the game. That that's not his, that shouldn't be his decision. Someone should say, listen, this, your quarterback is not good right yeah, now.' Yeah, because a lot of times the players are always going to want to play. Yeah, they 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 need to be saved for yeah. themselves. Yeah, I think that's unfortunate right there. Yeah, and I we really I mean somebody just asked like when was the last time a quarterback missed a game for a concussion? You've had several this year. C.J. Stroud's just the latest. Yeah. I believe Dorian Thompson Robinson. That's why oh, yeah. Joe Flacco was playing for yeah. the Browns. Yeah. So, so te- teams are not necessarily just playing their if quarterbacks to play in, them. If you go into the protocol, I'd like to know the number of guys that have played after going into the protocol. 
because I don't think it. I don't think there's many of them. And we'll see about Trevor Lawrence this week. Yeah, because Trevor Lawrence is the latest that, that's yeah. now in in the concussion protocol. He might not play uh, for the Jags as well. Now, last night, Geno Smith didn't play. Drew Locke did, but Geno was out with a uh, a groin. He was still active. Didn't end up playing. Amazing. Drew Locke leads that game winning drive at the end to Jackson Smith and Jigbo, Rockwell's own. It was amazing. He says, Jax, if you're one-on-one, I'm throwing you this pill. And boy, did he ever. And the Cowboys now uh, certainly have their hopes back for an NFC East division title. Jalen Hurts, though, after the game, taking some shots at the team, questioning some commitment issues. Here's Jalen. In, in those situations. I've been talking about execution all year. Um, been on the same page. Everyone been on the same page. And we didn't execute. Um... I don't think we were we're all were uh, committed enough, you know. You know, just just got to turn it around, you know. Um, you know, it's a challenge that we have to embrace. And just continue to see it through. What do you mean by that about being committed enough? Commitment. I don't know no than that. If I had a dictionary on me now. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I don't know. Um, how else to say? They have a commitment problem. Well, you've heard that before. Yeah, I think we all have at some point. I think it's not you; it's me. I'll tell you what: there were some throws he could have made at the end of that game. He had some guys open. He he chose. Now, I will say this though too: I think throwing the ball to Brown is always a good option. There, that's a game changer. But he had Smith on a crossing route. You saw that at the end of that game. He did. He had a back in the you know he swift did. in the in the swift in the flat. He could have checked it down. They didn't have a lot of time, but you know they catch that ball. They're they're in, the, the the thing I was worried about was they were going to get past the Seahawk logo. Yeah, and they were going to try a field goal. I'm with you, because I was still- I saw that guy kick a sixty-one yard field goal in the rain. Yep. on a grass field against Buffalo, and I'm thinking there's no way in hell that's one's getting home. And I was thinking, just please don't let him get past midfield. But that quarterback right there, he he chose, he chose, he's not playing well at all. He's turning over the ball. He's making poor decisions. You know, I mean, he's he he had a chance to run for a first down, didn't get it. You know, he's try. I mean, there's there's things that he's not doing very well right now. He kind of needs to look at himself too. I just got a, a a really a really interesting look there from our guy DJ Pridemore as he peeked into the prep room. He saw the container filled with the homemade pastries that are he filled with it up and walked off the, it. the 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 boudini and the uh, and the gravy. And yeah, he peeked, but he didn't him. grab one. But he gave me this look like I really want one of these. <laughs> I will <laughs> eat your ass. <laughs> I, I, I need to tell him he can go have one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. DJ, DJ, if you can hear us right now, you go can try, try one. one of those. Try yeah. one, and then give us a food review. You yeah. can do it, buddy. You can have one of those. Broadus injected the gravy in there and everything. Well, Jason Kelsey also got called for a false start in the red zone, big penalty. He moved the football prior to a tush push. Been doing that for years. Been warned about it. He he has been he has been doing that for years. Took full responsibility for it. And you're right. He said something I do quite often. Often, is you're trying to get a lean every time. And you know he he he, he's kind of something that he does that he knows he shouldn't do. Right. And officials have been warning him about it. And they told him even prior to this game. Mm -hmm. They said, look, it's something we're going to be looking for. He did it. Cost him uh, big time. We had another sideline altercation. AJ Brown got a little shove from uh, a sideline member of the Seahawks. Then he turns around. And was very upset about it as they had a little screaming match back and forth. So I don't know. Maybe we just we get the Seahawk sideline guy get canned now too. Let me tell you this though, and as a guy that watched 
games most of my career, watching games from the sideline, I deserve to be kicked off the field too. I deserve to be like Dom and those, you know, those kind of guys. Because like guys would bump in, and you know, you're always saying something. I remember yelling at Chris Carter one time. You know, he, he Chris Carter caught a ball and he like got knocked into us, and we all kind of dealt. We're dealing with him, and Chris Carter just started just mf and all of us. And I like yelled at him like, "Man of God, okay, man of God." <laughs> you know, he's one of those Ooh. guys, and he wasn't too happy about that. I'm sure he wasn't because he just was mf and us, but. I'd probably deserve to be kicked off. I got spit on by an NFL official one time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Intentionally? Uh, I don't think he meant to. Jim Quirk, uh, was a, he was a he was a side judge. And, like, I, I was yelling. I, like, they were picking. I mean, they were. Keith Jackson. It was the Dolphins. They were picking us. You know, with him, they were, you know. And Is this he, the Mr. Miyagi gracious. game? No, this wasn't the Mr. Miyagi game. But he, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm basically standing right behind him. And I'm like. You SOB, you gotta call that. That's an effing pick. You know, he turned around. He said, What? And as soon as what spit flew out of his mouth and got me in the face. Ooh, in the face. In the face. And I'm like, I'm like, ah. He goes, What are you doing on the side? I go, I'm gonna I go, I'm a club official. I showed him like my badge. (laughs) I mean, I got into a lot of altercations and Holmgren one time, like, Brian, stop. Stop it. You gotta calm you down over there. You gotta there. calm me down there. So but no burgers for there, you. There's gonna be there's gonna be a time where we just they're not gonna highlight anybody on the sidelines. It's bizarre. All of a sudden now we've had two issues. Trainers, coaches. It's with the Eagles. That's it. Yeah. You know, they're, that's gonna, a they're, shame. Gonna, they're gonna limit that. Uh Jalen Hurts did have his fourteenth rushing touchdown that tied Cam Newton for the most rushing touchdowns in a season. And speaking of the tush push, Peyton Manning during the Manning cast, he's tried to incorporate this into his son's seventh grade oh, league. And uh, Peyton was going back and forth, talking with the fellas about this. Apparently, it didn't go over well when he did it in the seventh grade football. Now, hold on, man. So, so <laughs> this is live radio. He tried to. He tried to. I saw. How far? He went. Oh, 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 Jim, Jim, Peyton, Peyton. I believe uh, Christian McCaffrey was with them at this point in their broadcast as they're cycling through. It started with Mina Kimes. Mina was great, and then it was Christian McCaffrey. And yesterday was she, probably a good one. Is she a Seahawks fan? Yeah, Mina, she is. She is. She is and that's why that's why they a big oh, reason why they had, had her on. Yeah, okay. Uh, and, and she does. She thinks she does preseason. Their yeah. preseason broadcast there. All right, there you with go. Seattle. It's actually the Rams, believe it or not. Oh, she, she does the Rams she does stuff. The Rams she doesn't preseason do... for whatever reason. That is weird. Why yeah. wouldn't she do the Seahawks? I guess the Seahawks are like, hey, we got this thing covered, Mina. We're good. Thanks, but no thanks. Go ahead and do the Rams stuff we instead. Don't need, we don't need a fangirl. We got our late. We got our lady. We interviewed the the chef. Yeah, she does yeah, sideline. She's sideline. Oh, she yeah. does a great job. Okay, but I think Mina actually does like color commentary. Oh wow, for for the Rams right. uh, pregame broadcast. So that's how that goes. But we're good to go. Here's Peyton. Hey, there's your favorite play. The old tush push. They got it. Christian, Christian, the tush push, right? It's all about who's coaching it and how you execute it, right? It's not for everybody, right? The Eagles do it well, but so do the Cherry Creek Bruins, right? Arapaho Youth League, right? Watch the the technique, right? We come in motion here, right? We bring Ryder in motion. Marshall times the snap count, and there it is. That's how you get into the end zone, right? So, look. That's a well-coached football club. That's they a well coached They got to get lower. Who coaches that? Who coaches that Cherry Creek team? They must be a genius. Who coaches that? Uh, I'm telling you. Look, it's it's oh, all Davis. about the coaching, right? The players know how to execute. Eli, we were told after that play, the refs were like, "Hey, you can't do that." I'm like, "The Eagles do it in the NFL." He's like, "This is not the NFL." I'm like, "Oh, I thought seventh grade 
AYL Colorado Youth Football was the NFL. I was confused, but that was the last time we did it. They banned it in our league, but the NFL, you guys can still do it. So, Push, push, banned after all in seventh grade youth football. Because they care about the health of their players. Come on. They're amazing the way they run that play, though. It's crazy. And, 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 but you have to have a quarterback with great lower body power. And he certainly does. And he's got a, he's got a knack for going the right direction, too. He zigs when yeah. others zag. He yeah. does, yeah. absolutely. I remember Peyton Manning has 100 plays for those kids yeah. that play for his thing. 100 plays they have to memorize. Who, so, of course, he would have the touch push in that joint. Who That's else's right. kid plays on that team? Is there Terrell, Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis's yeah. kid plays that's wow. insane. That's great. A hundred plays. Could you imagine learning that in seventh grade? No, this is no, overwhelming. Absolutely not. We had toss right, toss left. 11 midline. Banner pass. 34 dive and uh, yeah. our one passing play. Yeah, about 10 plays, maybe. Maybe. Is that is that where you grew your hatred of the running game because of when you were playing as a kid? No, it was. That it all was, you did was run the ball? <laughs> it was It was, It was. was later. It was later uh, when I had the the light bulb turn on. That running backs were was less it impressive important. what Buffalo did to you the other day running the ball? As oh, much, for sure. As much yeah. as you hate running the ball, it's not that I hate running the ball. I mean, I hate running the ball when you're consistently doing it much worse than you would be passing it. But like yeah. the Bills, they no were they were it. running on you like a team would be passing on you. Like yeah. the they eight, were yards doing, of, eight yards of pass. Yeah, if yeah. your success rate is like through the freaking roof on every play, yeah. then sure. And Broadus and Broadus, he's a former linebacker. Yeah. There's also that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just natural it's instinct. We've seen the video that Bobby put out. Nature versus nurture. <laughs> I get why he doesn't like running backs. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Oh, did you get crushed yeah. in that video? Yeah. Well, I tore my ACL in that video <laughs> the first time. This is bleeping Cam McDaniel, who did go to Notre Dame from Coppell, tries to go to over my guy. Where does Bobby find these videos of Bobby, me running out like my last game at LSU? Where does he find? If this you stuff? give Bobby like two or three clue words about the like one of the worst moments. Of your entire life that Knee, you didn't even know was caught injury. on camera, he can go find it somewhere. <laughs> I'm so nervous. He's I'm, a sleuth, man. Give him 60 minutes, and he'll oh, come back with bad. everything he needs to eviscerate you it's and bad. your soul. We got a uh, Jory Epstein, of course, who's catching up with George Kittle. We'll, we'll get that audio later, talking about who is the MVP of the 49ers, and it might surprise you that it's not Brock Purdy. We'll Kyle do that Juszczyk. maybe 420, and I think Kyle Juszczyk could be the answer. Uh, but we got a hodgepodge coming up on the other side. TCU football, Luka Doncic, and cinnamon rolls next year in the nation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Don't worry, Walchuck. We'll get to the cinnamon rolls as quickly as possible. Segments brought to you, of course, by Soda. State-of-the-art weight loss. Great to have you in the G-Bag Nation on a TD Tuesday. And uh, we'll get you a little college football hangover coming up here in a few minutes. It's hodgepodge time right now. We'll get to Luca. Uh, might be at the height of his powers, but a congratulations is in order for a local football program, and that is TCU, the Horn Frogs. Tomorrow, they will be having the four-star running back at, out of Decatur, Mr. Nate Palmer, officially signing with them. Nice. He will oh, be an early enrollee, and I think we might be seeing this dude running around for the Horn Frogs as quickly as next season. This dude is ridiculous. We're talking about all district offensive MVP uh, for District 4A, and it is a three-year starter on the varsity level, almost 7,000 total yards from scrimmage, and over 80 touchdowns in his high school career. TCU's getting a a real deal, all-world sort of running back here who's a three-down player. Very, very exciting. I mean, we're talking about kickoff returns for touchdowns. You You need a receiving touchdown from your running back. Boom, here's 14 of them. In the varsity career, 63 rushing touchdowns. Congratulations to TCU and Nate Palmer. Tomorrow's going to be awesome. And this upcoming season, when you're an early enrollee, that's when you know you mean business. Like, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to punt on my last semester of high school where you're just kind of messing around, doing prom, and having a good time. Get on the campus. He's going to go try and be a starter there for TCU, and that's going to be fantastic. So, congratulations, TCU and Nate Palmer. And congratulations to the Mavs. Uh, I, I read an article in The Ringer that was highlighting just some of the coolest stuff going on in the NBA right now. And one of them was in regards to Luka. We're seeing the best Luka yet, says uh, says the writer here. And he credits himself being in shape, the reason why he's playing so well. And he looks like he's in he, shape. He, he says it's, it's, it's easier for him to play more minutes. And he's, he's been playing shape. a lot. Yeah. He's been yeah. playing a lot. He, he, too, he, too many, honestly. He, yeah, it is too many with all the injuries. Yeah, he credits his conditioning for helping him be a better player. Well, it makes a ton of sense. Makes a ton of sense. Um, he's averaging a career high, almost 33 points, um, on a career best scoring efficiency. Like, that's the huge thing. Like, his efficiency numbers are just ridiculous. Nine assists, eight rebounds a game. Like, it truly is. It, it's insane the type of stats that he puts up and the efficiency that he's always done it, but especially this year, he has the 40-point triple-double against Portland over the weekend. He's just scoring at will. Um, dribble, jumper, threes left and right, the ball fakes. Like, everything about his game is just insane. And his three-point shooting is, I mean, sitting at 38%. 38% from the three-point line right now. And the big thing, too, that uh, Kevin O'Connor writes is in the half court. Luca is making 82% of his unassisted shots in the restricted area. Wow. That's number one in the NBA. Um, and it's better than Giannis. That's better than LeBron. Anybody there. Doncic has always ranked near the top of the NBA in at-rim scoring. But this is his first year cracking 80%. Not even Giannis has done that in his career. So it's like, okay, 38% from three. But also, when he gets around the rim... He's finishing at a ridiculous clip here, and it's unassisted. It's just, I'm going to take the ball, and I'm going to dance for a second, and then when I get to the rim, it is more efficient than Giannis at the rim. I'm like, it's unbelievable. Dude, okay, this is crazy. And then you add in the lob threat of a guy like Derek Lively, and now it's just, it's cooking with gas. So we we might be getting the best version of Luka right now, which is is super exciting that, and I do think a lot of it does have to do with him being in shape. He, uh, he, he says it clearly he, yeah. working on the working on the three ball and those sorts of things to where, all right, he's not satisfied with where he's been to this point. 
And when you can continue to get better after the start that he's already had to his career, you're just like, man, there, there, uh, there really is no ceiling on this dude. There's not, but I, I think that, I mean, offensively, though those are all offensive numbers, which are fantastic, but his effort in being willing to play defense as well and go both ways is also something that this year I think he's, he's certainly evolved in showcasing he's got the ability to do that, where we've constantly been going at him for it, where, hey, you're, you're really bad defensively. You're becoming a liability. You're complaining to the refs. You're not getting back. And the fast break points are still an issue, but that's not necessarily on him anymore. No. He's playing a lot better defensively, though. You could tell, you know, even late in games when they need him, you know, and, and they've struggled at times with their with their defense. But, man, I'll tell you what, though, it's good to see him. You don't feel like it's uh, five on four like no, it used to. Not at all. That's right. Uh, the the Grizzlies will be getting John Morant back tonight. They're six and nineteen on the season. What a what a nightmare start for them. Uh, but the twenty five game suspension is up, and he will be eligible to play wouldn't tonight you, for the Grizzlies. So. Wouldn't you think though? And I'm I'm acting like I know a lot about the Grizzlies. I really don't. No, they're your team. But in twenty five games without John Morant, would you kind of think they would be six and nineteen? Well, the, I mean, is I he, would if they weren't so good without him previously, like two years ago. I think point. they had a winning record. Like this is a team that's had to play without him, and they've played well. So I thought that's maybe they'd be a yeah. little able to stay afloat. But otherwise, yeah, you're absolutely right. And this game's in New Orleans. I think it's eleven dollars tickets are to get into the building to watch Josh so like, return. Like a beer is more expensive in that place than watching him play. I mean, we we're talking about the forty-five cent tickets to go watch Carolina and Atlanta for eleven bucks, and you go see Memphis and New Orleans tonight. It's not bad. Dude. Would you spend forty-five cent? Would you spend forty-five cents to go watch a NFL game? I. I I mean, not that, not that one. That Falcons and Panthers is disgusting. It was bad weather. Just to say you did it was bad weather. That could have been Great a bet. Cash, homie. That could have been a bet payoff. Right it would have been a good bet payoff. Like, hey, you have to spend your football Sunday not enjoying Scott Hansen in the red zone, yeah. just snorting football for seven commercial free hours. You have to go sit in torrential downpours and watch a one in twelve team kick field goals in, in into victory, scoring a total of sixteen points for the entire game between both teams. That that would have been the ultimate payoff. I'd rather eat a nitro gummy right now than have to do that as a payoff. No, That's insane. There's no way you would go to the game. You would not eat. You would not eat the nitro gummy anymore. No, you're right. I take that back. Yeah. But I, I think when it comes to the Grizzlies, though, it's been more than just Morant. Like you lost Stephen Adams. Yeah, that was a that was Stephen really, Adams is a huge loss. Brandon, was, Brandon Clark's been out for a while. Yeah. Marcus Smart, Luke yeah. Kennard have been out. It's just yeah. been really Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. Can you two go be the duo that leads us to like a 500 record? And the answer was a resounding no. So they'll get John Morant back uh, tonight, and we'll see how that shakes out for him. Now, uh, we got to get to the cinnamon rolls, and this sound comes from Bernie Kosar. I was not expecting to have Bernie Kosar mm-hmm. make a presence on our program today. Might be slurring like, a little bit here. When I woke up, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you said something. Oh, I know Bernie. This is 24 seconds of Bernie Kosar, oh, and no. he's on some radio show somewhere. I promise you for the life of me, I couldn't figure out where this was. I don't know if this is in Cleveland. I don't know if this is in Kansas City. Okay. But remember, a few weeks ago, like earlier in the football season when Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey were first sort of uniting and Taylor Swift attended like a watch party, house party, where Bernie Kosar was to watch a Chiefs game. So it's like a Chiefs road game and Taylor Swift shows up to the house party where Bernie Kosar is in attendance (laughs) and listen to him describe to you her walking through the door. But as she's cruising in, how special. She comes in. And she made cinnamon rolls for Travis. 
So I'm a juicer, modified intermittent fasting, Kosar coffee, and right. you know, yeah. the juicing and all that, vitamin D infused, but hell, you gotta try. <laughs> you gotta try a little nibble of a cinnamon roll. Yes, you do. Taylor did, so. So wait, you didn't say, were they good cinnamon rolls? Oh, they were awesome. Were they? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, how hammered is he, I think is the first question there. Uh, and then he gives his his sort of health bona fides in the middle of that. Yeah. But he's like, but it's Taylor Swift cinnamon rolls. Yeah. You got to get a nibble of that. And kudos to okay. her, man. She didn't she didn't show up empty handed to the watch party. No. And not only that, but she brought what probably ended up being the best thing. Like that's a nice little curveball that I'm not expecting at my football watch party. Is some freshly baked legit well, cinnamon rolls. Smells so damn good all of a sudden in the crib. Yeah. You're like, what does that smell? I smell cinnamon rolls. What is that? Is who, who, whoever brings like desserts. To a party. The the MVP, the person who's really putting thought into it. Because yeah, everybody dude. else is going with the traditional okay. stuff. Usually you're left empty-handed. Maybe you go, oh, we still got a half gallon of frozen ice cream with a little bit of the uh, frostbite on it. Right. Take that couple inches off and we can all try and get a couple of bites of ice cream maybe. A lot of people forget about the dessert. Yeah, okay. the dessert. If you, okay, if you stop off at like the Tom Thumb or one of your local stores and you get the box of the cookies. Nice. Like the, like, like if you if you are you talking about those really like white soft like icing covered cookies? No, I'm talking. They've got the chocolate chip chocolate ones. chip cookie you in a, a box. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Right, so you're okay the brownies, with that? The mini brownies. I'm that's in fun. on I mean, it. Listen, I'd I'd much rather the person whose house I'm at say, "Hey, don't worry, guys, we'll be baking cookies at halftime. So oh, for so the you, third quarter, we'll get freshly so baked you're, cookies." So you're a guy that shows up without stuff, is what you're saying? Not even a bag of ice. No, I I am the ice man. That's that's the thing. Ever since I botched the mac and cheese at Thanksgiving those years ago, everybody just knows in the family group chat and lead up to big What's holiday. How bad events, was that when you botched just that? Ready ice it, ready ice it. All right, I found oh, out where terrible. this is, I found out where this is from, by the way. It's Tobin and Leroy. They're on ten to two Odyssey sister station in Miami. There we and go. They have Bernie on once a week. Bernie. BK. Well, is he hammered there, or is that CTE? Like, I don't want to be rude. He's got a little Jeez. of everything going yeah, on. Yeah, is it kind of like punch yeah. drunk a little bit? Yeah, he's got I said a little, it respectfully. Yeah, no, he's just, got a little going on. Yeah, yeah, Bernie's a great dude, though. When you talk to him, you're you kind of like, he is all over he the place. He came in and played well for Troy yeah, when he was sure here. Sure did. Sure did. Well, He was he, a legend down there at the U. A man. He's more of a legend now in my mind. I yeah. mean, he's like, listen, I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Health Nut, but <laughs> you had to give those cinnamon rolls a nibble. Fasting, bleeping. Give me that sugar. <laughs> now, Broadus, you're going to absolutely love this. National champions, Division Two, the Harding Bisons, undefeated. They completed 26 passes all season long. There you go. They just, they just, they just went warrior mentality on him. Dude. He's gonna run the veer. I'm pretty sure Joe Brady and the Bills took a page out of the Division Two <laughs> Bison's. Bison's. It and was said, the Bison's. Buffalo Bills. This Bison's? is this is how we win. Nobody circles the wagons like, like the, the Harding, Harding Bison. Bison's. That's right, dude. Flex bone, wishbone, all the bones. Hey. Over six thousand yards on the ground. And it was 26 passes all season long. How many completed? How many completed? 26. All 26. Yeah. Well, t- well they threw the ball, like, I think, like maybe 40 times. Okay. And they completed 26 of them. That's so it. 26 completions on their way to an undefeated national championship. I bet you their games were like an hour and 48 minutes. Oh. Yeah, some quickies. Yeah. Had some quick games there with that running game. And they averaged almost 50 points a game. Yeah. So maybe that kind of slows you down a little bit Damn. when you're you're constantly scoring touchdowns. You're just racking off 60-yard runs left and right for TV. <laughs> I need, I need to grab some yeah, it's a bison tutty. I need to grab some of their tape. Check it out. Yeah. Well, Joe Brady already did. Oh, yeah. Joe Brady, he's just like, <laughs> take a page out of this. This is his new offense. <laughs> yeah. Here you go, Cowboys. Little Harding Bisons to get you. That's right. 
All right, let's uh, have a Mavs conversation with Mavs.com's own Bobby Corella at the top of the hour, but right here on a TD Tuesday. College football hangover. Texas getting a little help in the secondary. We got a local kid hitting the portal and shots fired at Lincoln Riley. Did he do the brisket thing again? Oh, no. That's next year in the nation. Thank you, Lucius. We got the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. Real bowl or not? Yes, we already determined, man. Hell yeah, and is. coffee is getting it done. You got you to gotta compete with Starbucks some way, somehow. Yep, UTSA Marshall tonight. UTSA oh. favored by eight. That's your bowl game tonight. That's at Toyota Stadium in Frisco. If you're headed out there, maybe Carter Freeman is. Our Carter's on his break, or else I'd ask him, but I'm sure he'll let us know. Four o'clock, top of the hour, Bobby Carell. But right now, it's a little college football hangover. Brian, you're giving me that look. What's up? No, I was saying it's Marshall and San Antonio. UTSA, yep. Man, and I, right. think, I think the Roadrunners are going to cover. They're good. T- they've done a great job. They've done a fantastic there. job. Man. Absolutely. Run roads with the best of them. Man. Uh, first season in that new conference, too, and they were competing to win it. Uh, speaking of local teams, you gave the TCU acquiring Decatur's new running back who's going to be a savage, but former Highland Park quarterback that transferred to TCU from Oklahoma, Chandler Morris, is now entering the transfer portal again. Oh, jeez. Yes. Simo? Yes, he, uh, of course, only played 11 games for TCU. He's battled a variety of injuries, and I think this might be they want to go with Josh Hoover, Rockwall Heath alum, who took over for Max or for uh, Chandler Morris when he got hurt last year. So maybe TCU wants to also acquire another quarterback in the transfer portal, but now uh, Chandler Morris, who Eric and I got to cover there at Highland Park when he won a state championship, taking over for John Stephen Jones as they won three straight there at HP. But now Chandler will have to monitor where he ends up going. You know, we've done a lot of stories on recently here on about TCU and stuff. I just saw something at the break. You know, it was uh, according to the Princeton Review. Mm-hmm. You, know, you throw the word Princeton in front of something, it makes it sound really official. TCU is the happiest university in the country. Really? I didn't know that. The happiest. Their the students stu- are? The students, the happiest students in the country. Princeton Review. I didn't know that. I mean, I'm like thinking, oh, what are these... Well, so I think it makes it was, them happy. Just maybe, maybe living in Fort Worth. There's a lot of talent walking around. Like, there. yeah, a lot of talent walking around that place. But yeah, it just it's it was. I could say it's. I was I was kind of looking, thinking like, and the University of Dallas was on that list too. Really, in the top, they were in the top ten. Huh. So yeah, you got the University of Dallas, and then also TCU, happiest students in the in the country. According to Princeton TCU. Review. You, you know what you need to do? You need to get that Princeton Review, send it over to the Wooly Bully, and he can do a top 10 happiest students in the world. Be a good top 10. I was 10. looking for it early. You know, hey, you kind of just kind of go buy stuff, and I, and I got to glance at it. I didn't get back to it. I can't get back to it. I, we can do a little Google we, search. Yeah, we can do Google search. We Princeton, it. Pr- Princeton Review. Well, Texas. See if I'm lying. No, I believe you. I believe you 100%. Texas has also helped out their secondary today. We got National Signing Day going on. They've landed top ranked transfer safety. From Clemson, Andrew Makuba, who is uh, a safety, 42 tackles this season with Clemson, number one safety in the transfer portal. So now you've got Texas, who lost Jalen Catalan, Mansfield product, who transferred from Arkansas, is now going back into the portal. Texas helping bolster uh, their opportunity there to improve the secondary for next year. They also got uh, McKinney safety, Xavier. This is a tough last name. Phil Simey. I think that's how it is. How confident are you right now? Not confident. Not confident. But I'm just going to go with Xavier, number two safety in the class of 2024. They actually got him to flip from the Florida Gators to go to Austin there to play for the Horns. So he's the number 42 overall prospect in the nation, number two safety in his class, six foot, 185 pounds from McKinney, Texas, the McKinney line going to play 
for the burnt orange. We didn't quite get to this yesterday, but uh, we, I, we definitely talked about this story, and this might have been, I don't know if it was Biggest L, Biggest Dub, Eric, but we had the New Mexico State quarterback who urinated on the New Mexico logo in their practice area, like midfield. I recall, yes. Yeah. So he ends up, of course, facing discipline action from their head coach and, and from the university. Diego Pavia is his name. But now you had New Mexico State have one of their best seasons uh, in the history of the program. They did lose 37-10 to 10 to Fresno State in their bowl game, which happened to take place at the New Mexico Bowl, where New Mexico plays. Now, New Mexico apparently did not allow New Mexico State to practice in their facilities. So their head coach, Jerry Krill, was very, very upset about this. And he went off in his postgame presser. Here's what Jerry Kill had to say. Well, guess what? I hope the AD here gets the same damn discipline with the people around this state that Diego got because he deserves it. And it don't bother me a damn bit. When he, when he low let us want to practice in the Dendor facility, when he don't want us to do this and do that, that's chicken <laughs> And I don't care. That's my opinion. I get in trouble. I don't give a either. Yeah. So I can go down, and I can go down to Mexico tomorrow, drink margaritas, and let you all enjoy your life because I'll be enjoying mine. Bet you won't. But I got class. I've had class my whole life. You can ask the college football profession. I've had class. Hey, has this guy got class? Never been treated class? like that. So is that the coach of was, Mexico State? Mexico so State. Was, was his player the one who they urinated? urinated? His yeah, player was yeah. the one. They Where are we at in society? Disciplined him over the course of the season. Like he was coming in and cleaning the toilets and all kinds of stuff with a toothbrush. Uh, and then you have the AD there for New Mexico, who just wouldn't even let New Mexico State practice in their facility to get ready for the. They bowl did game. get to practice there, though. They well, I learned, uh, but uh, through a lot of yeah, a they, lot they, of things. They going jumped on. through yeah. a lot of hoops, yeah, yeah. but yeah. the AD clearly ticked off Jerry Kill. He, he doesn't sound like me. a guy you want to tick off. I'm a man. I'm forty. Oh man! How old is coach now? Marks. Our coach has got to be fifty now. I think, I think he, he was just. I think he might be. Oh. Gundy? Yeah, he's, oh, he's got to be. Gotta be his yeah, but that mullet is still flowing on the sideline, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he's looking good. good out there. Yeah, Looking real good. Hey, I know he's in the mirror before the game. Just hold on. Give me a second. Tell you hold what, on. Give me a damn second, I said. Check this out for the bowl game. <laughs> Look good. Feel check good. this out yeah. for the bowl game. If they're playing outdoors, my man tucks his sweatshirt into his slacks. It's a weird Who deal. Who does? His sweatshirt? The coach. Gundy? Gundy what? does. Oh, man. He's got his sweatshirt on on the sidelines. He tucks it into his slacks. Why? I have that no idea. Strong. I have no all, all, idea. All sweatshirts would be flown at half staff after hearing that yeah. information right there. He is a he's a tuck everything in guy. That's not good. Mm. Uh, right. That's a bad everybody's, look. Everybody's he's scrambling trying, on research. What do you mean by everything? Pause. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. He's tucking everything in there, Eric. We do have George, quarterback, Carson. He's actually playing a game with you. Is it there or not? Surprise, surprise. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Happy Chinooka. Yeah, he just says, look. <laughs> Here it is. Gotcha, bitch. Gotcha, bitch. Gar- uh, Carson Beck's returning to Georgia for his senior season. So, And everybody now behind him is leaving, right? Pretty much. Uh, Dante Moore. Now, Oregon's going to have a battle with two transfer portal quarterbacks. Dylan Gabriel from OU transferred to Oregon because Bo Nix is going to the draft. Dante Moore from UCLA. He, he was said very no more. Co- 
He's going to Oregon, too. Oh, is he? So now you're going to have Dante Moore and I, Dylan Gabriel no, battling no, for that starting that, that's gig. That's not going to work. It's, Trust me, that somebody's going to leave that Somebody's program. about to leave now? Somebody's about to so leave that So once you go ahead and enter the portal and you say, I'm going to Oregon, can you go back into the portal and leave? I don't think I, you I'm can. I'm telling you, man, these coaches, they, they have no loyalty to these kids when it comes to this portal thing. No, they don't. That's I mean, why the like, kids you, are showing you, no loyalty to the schools. No, that's I mean, what I'm saying. Uh, understandably I, so. I totally get it right now because you're a five-star recruit. You go to one of these places after they have a spring with you or a year with you, and they're all of a sudden like, mm, maybe you're not that good. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to go get one of these well, guys. Well, I know where, where you, one coach that would have the loyalty because he has class, and that's Jerry Kill at New Mexico uh, yeah, State. Yeah. You, you can he's go not going to pee on you. No, he's not going to pee. Uh, even if you're on fire, he probably wouldn't have. Kirk Ferentz he's is got, taking by some the way, shots. You know, have you, have you heard his story? The poor guy deals with seizures. He coaches games, and, like, he's had seizures on the oh sidelines gosh. during games. Yes, I didn't realize that yeah, was him. Yeah, that's him. Oh. That's why he's he's lost a couple of jobs. Where I mean, they don't know. I'm, okay, that's reckless on me. But he, there's been some programs. They fired him because of the he seizures? was at Minnesota, and like they were winning. And all of a sudden, it's like they said, "Oh, uh, yeah, PJ Fleck, they're on the boat. They can't deal with this. They're doing okay." Yeah. You say a little man in a boat. What'd you say? PJ Fleck, they're PJ, rowing the boat there. That's their, oh, okay. that's what they do. They row the boat. Their boat gotcha. rower. Hit the rock. Gotcha. Row the boat. Gotcha. Little man rowing. Hold the, the rope. <laughs> What are you? What are you doing? Forget in about it. All right, here's Kirk Ferentz. <laughs> Kirk Ferentz is taking shots at Lincoln Riley because now you've got they're going to be rivals in the Big Ten. Apparently, it's so weird. USC going to the Big Ten. Kirk Ferentz said, "Quote: I think there's a guy that entered that conference recently. They came with wide acclaimed offensive stats and all that. Wow. It's usually how those guys become well known because of whatever they're doing, throwing it, running it, wishbone. When you look a little deeper." So what's this guy's wins per game? Oh. There's usually a correlation. People who just throw the ball around, it makes it tougher to win, and it makes it tougher to be good on defense. Oh, I, he's taken up for his son who was god-awful as a coordinator. He went on to say there's a school on the West Coast right now that's going to recommit to defense. They gave up 42-2 to Tulane last year in a bowl game at a place where Ronnie Lott played. So now they're going to think about defense, you know? Yeah. Maybe you should think about offense, clown I mean, show. You got one school that plays no offense in Iowa, in yeah. Kirk Ferentz, yeah. who's now mad at yeah. Lincoln Riley and USC for only playing offense right. but not playing defense. Yeah. Well, and not winning football games. At least Ferentz is like, dude, every year. Ferentz is winning. We're, we're not winning every football year. games. We're playing, we're playing in Big Ten championship games. By not playing offense, they did. I believe they got the number one punter in the nation. The commitment yeah. over there. to defense and special teams will get you in the conference title game. Lincoln Riley takes some notes, according to Kurt Ferentz. All two phases. I can't wait till USC plays Iowa when he hangs half a hundred on him. him. Yeah, yeah, he's going to use that as bulletin board material, no doubt. All right, let's talk. Now, Iowa might score seven, but you know that's it could be a Maybe. fifty to seven, and, game. It, and it might be a, a punt block or something. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, it definitely won't be an offensive touchdown. No, not at all. All right, let's talk with Bobby Carella, Mavs.com. Get the latest on your Dallas Mavericks and uh, see his thoughts on what happened last night in Denver. That's next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.